Welcome to episode one of The uh, Local. Yeah, that, yeah. Good. Sounds, Harmony. That pretty sounds logistic. Sure. Logistical? Logical? Yes. There we go. We got to talk into Potentially. the mic. Yeah, I'm not good at that, evidently. You're not even doing it now, and I'm, I'm pushing it over by you. It's it's a little nerve-wracking, if I'm honest. <laughs> you're good. You're going to have to get over it. It's so weird in here. Get up in there. Okay, so this is episode one. It is November 30th. Actually, it's not. Today is December 1st. So I am Charlene. I've been in radio for a long time. Also, I am an esthetician at Spa Novus, and that's all there is to know about me. And what about you, Justin? I do all sorts of stuff. I take pictures for a lot of things. I keep it vague a lot. Yeah, you're pretty shady. Yeah. Um, the less people know about me, the better. Mm-hmm. And I published a newspaper called The Local, and that's what got us into this situation. Now, here's the most important part, and you say it on Instagram all the time, which you can follow us on Instagram. At Wiregrass Local. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what, the thing. What do you yeah. always say? You always end it with a hashtag. Be what's happening? Yes! Yeah. Be what's happening! I came up with that over a koozie because I didn't know what to put on the back, and I was like, oh, if I put Be What's Happening on there, and then I searched it, and nobody had used it yet, and I was like, I'm either real, real stupid, or this is about to be gold. So no, I think it's going to be gold. I'm just swinging for the fences. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. But that's what this whole show is about, is all things local. And uh, get out there. Be yeah. part of it. You got to get up, get out, and do something. Or whatever the rest of that song is. I'm not really sure what it is. Right. So we ordered our equipment on uh, last Wednesday. Yep, and it showed up a couple days later. Yeah. And then we said, let's go ahead and record something. Yeah, just put batteries in the thing and let's roll. <laughs> that's that's the, the amount of research on this equipment yeah. that we've got. I was flipping through the local and saw that A Wonderful Life is going to be at the Cultural Arts Center. From the 7th till the 12th next week. That's right. So we're like, you know what? That should be our first interview. Yeah, let's throw, throw each other into a shark tank. Neither one of us really know how to swim. And, that, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, and that's exactly what the uh, interview that you're about to hear is going to sound like. It was fun, though. It was fun. It was horrible, but it was fun. It wasn't much of an interview as it was a, like, sit down and, like, we should have had some beers. <laughs> it, it, it was so casual that, like, I thought they were going to take their shoes off at one point because it was that casual. <laughs> it was that casual. So this is what you have to look forward to. Uh, we're going to meet Sherry Lipscomb, and she's the producer. We're going to meet Nancy Brooks. She's the director of A Wonderful Life, the Cultural Arts Center. Yep. We're going to talk about what the play's about, what it's like to audition. What it's like to be married to a curmudgeon. Yes. Um... Oh, and there's some very exciting news wrapped right in the middle of this whole interview that's all about your personal life. It's about the cyborg baby. Yeah, not that. But that's also in there. Oh. It's very exciting. We hope you enjoy episode one. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Welcome to the least... We're sharing the microphone. Uh, okay. The least organized <laughs> yeah. podcast in history, right? And, and believe it or not, I should take my gum the out. first time we've been asked to share. <laughs> But we've never had to share a microphone. No, not Wait, yet. Wait, what? Uh. So welcome to the very first episode of The Local. I'm Charlene. I'm one of your hosts. Hey, I'm Justin. I'm the other one. Yeah. Most times. All the, also the publisher of The Local. Yeah, I get down with that a little you bit. You probably need to talk over here. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Do you want to make you uncomfortable? On? No. You're, this is our first time with this equipment. Y'all are nervous. Real, y'all are real close together over I there. Know. Come on, you can get in here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right? All right. So today we're going to talk to the uh, producers and director Yes? Yes. Who's the director? Nancy. Me. And Sherry, you're the producer? I am. Of the Christmas show, which is what? 
It's a Wonderful Life. Same heartwarming holiday classic <laughs> that you watch on TV every year at Christmas time. Uh -huh. The Jimmy Stewart version. Uh, really, really close adaptation, and um, it's got all the feel goods and all the all moments in it, and we're excited. So, how long have you guys been planning the show? Planning the show? Planning. Oh goodness gracious! Now I got the show. I got awarded the show in January of last year, so that's when I started. Wow, we're, is... we are planners. Yes, we are planners. I like to plan way ahead. You want a job running a podcast? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. It would have gone way better than Probably. This. Did you just answer a text in the middle of I our I keep podcast? it real professional. <laughs> <laughs> I keep it casual more than anything. No, seriously, I think we, Russell and I went down to see a show in Tallahassee in October, November, something like that. And I took the script with me. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, laid up in the bed, you know, just kind of chilling and reading the script. And I got to the ending, which is fabulous. If you've seen the movie, mm -hmm. a lot of people haven't, y'all's age. So, and I started tearing Justin's up. Age. I started yeah. tearing up reading the <laughs> script. And reading the script is really kind of boring because you got to kind of like imagine everything happening. Right. I started tearing up and I knew immediately I had to do the show. Nothing wrong with uh, that. You know, and you've not seen the movie? Nope. You can say nothing about oh this show. Oh, my. You haven't? I also don't get down with, like, the touchy-feely, like, emotional stuff. Like. Christmas? Well, yeah, especially Christmas. that. Like, that, no, but, like. <laughs> well, no, excuse I love me, but I saw something touchy-feely and emotional going on in your life last She's week. do it. That's She's different. Gonna, She's so. going to drop the She went there. That She's wasn't scripted. So. <laughs> okay, so, Justin, just, this is going down to history. You just got engaged. I did. And he, I haven't let him tell me the story yet. So and we love, him. love, love Bonnie. Bonnie's awesome. I've not met Bonnie yet. She oh. was in... Legally Blonde. Blonde. There it is. Okay. <laughs> Snap! <laughs> was she in Legally Blonde? She was. She was, uh, oh she gosh. She was Elle's she mom. She was a shopkeeper and Elle's mom. Yeah. Yes. And a student. Okay. Somewhere, I don't know. Yeah. Just whatever they, they said, just stand here. Make and it she actually introduced us to Justin because we needed a photographer to do publicity photos for that show. Right. Mm -hmm. And she, and I directed that show too. Yep. I that know. you know, that so was she was a friend of Ju friend of Justin's at the time, and that's how friends. she. No, we're dating. Oh, are you? Yeah, okay. She just, she, up until like three days ago, nobody knew we were dating, evidently. Cause what? I think oh she's embarrassed. God. We knew. We, you've been dating for years. Known for I just a like throwing her under the bus. Oh. Yeah. So that's <laughs> how Justin bit. became a member of the SEAC family. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, how did you ask her to marry you? Give us a story. So I knew it was going to be like either Thursday or Friday. I told one of my friend's parents that it was going to be on Friday, and she wrote it in her date book. And so like, it's kind of... Wait, wait, wait. You told one of her friends? One of our friend's parents. That you were going to ask her? Yes. Everybody's a thumbs up of approval. Okay. They just sent me on my way to figure out how it was going to happen. Right. And I, we got home from Thanksgiving at her aunt's house, and I was in the living room playing with the dog while she was in the kitchen trying to get things <laughs> relatively presentable for all the family to come over. Right. And I had the ring in my pocket, and because I needed a reason to be on the ground, I was playing with the dog. So she came in to ask me if I could help her clean out one of those candle melt things. The Scentsy? They had a little wax mm -hmm. deal in it. She's like, I can't get this out. And I said, okay, well, hold on. She brought it over to me, and I popped it out and held it under her hand. And because I mess with her all the time... Um, since I was still holding onto her hand, she got real perturbed real quick. She's like, just let go. We have people coming over. And I was like, wait, I'm trying to give you this. And she's like, are you serious? I was like, yes. Like, why else would I pull this out as like some elaborate hoax? No, I'm not. You pulled the ring out. 
Yes, the ring. Speak specific. Sorry, yeah, this is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep it between the ditches. <laughs> so yeah, that's how. I mean, and this much. is a family show. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a wonderful life as a family show. This. We don't know where this is going to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Your life is not a family show. That is absolutely, no, that is. You were holding onto her hand. She was annoyed. You pulled the ring out. Yep. And I said, hey, it's been a great Thanksgiving. I'm super thankful for you. Will you continue to make me thankful every year? Aww. From here on out. Sweet. And she said, Aww. yeah. And so now well, I've got more Facebook likes about it than she does. So take that, Bonnie. Yeah. That's how I roll. Everything's got to be a contest. That's awesome. Sherry, you just got married a couple years ago. I did, yeah. Yeah, what anniversary are you guys on now? Um, Two. Exciting. Two whole years with Bill Lipscomb. That is a huge achievement. That's like dog years. Exactly. Like your one year equals the rest of our four years. Two whole years (laughs) with this this cranky old man in a wheelchair, Mr. Potter. Is he that wild in real life, though? Because usually he's pretty laid back when I see him. Oh, still waters run deep. Okay. Well, yes. yes. Well, I mean, I've never heard that, but that's true. <laughs> You're right. It's yeah. very, very. Like you don't have to worry true. about the quiet ones. Exactly. I got you. Well, yeah. Bill's, he's always... in, Bill's in this show though. Bill plays Mr. Potter, and it's a wonderful life. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know the cranky old guy in the wheelchair. Not it's much perfect. of a stretch. It's yep. typecasting. Yeah. <laughs> here, just be you yeah. here for a second. We got you these round legs. We're just so gonna wheel you right here. Just, <laughs> now, just do your thing, grumpy and all. And he's very right good at it. He's very good. He uh-huh, is, see? you know, snaps his fingers at people and, you know, gets things done and gets to growl the entire time. Marks out um, orders. Yes. Nice. And actually, Charlene, you can relate to this. Yeah. Um, this is his second opportunity to play a Bearmore because uh, Lionel Bearmore played Mr. Potter in the film version of It's a Wonderful Life. And, of course, you know he's already done The Ghost of John Bearmore with you and I Hate That's Hamlet. That's right. So. I did a play. Yeah. I remember so that. I suppose yeah, Ethel is next. You did you it? Have to, oh God, yeah, rarely it was like the it. best play that C-Act has ever done. Like, way better than Legally Blonde. Uh, Oops. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, I'm kidding. Wait a minute. But, but not better than It's a Wonderful Life. I'm you kidding. see how there, I keep I thought, going back you, to that. She's a great producer. She's a great because I am also the publicity girl. Well, now tell me, okay, so director, producer, what did two different roles, what is, I mean, I kind of know, but for those people that don't know, how much work goes oh, into gosh. these plays? I don't think um, people realize no. the amount of work and coordination to put on a show. Well, the director gets a script, mm-hmm. all right, and, and it has the characters and the, the general I- the idea of the show. Now, the set design. Uh, how you want your characters to to look, to act, to feel? That's all me. The like the creative element of the show. You get to tailor it to the area that you're in. Yes, pretty much. And she gets to say you have money to do that or you don't have money to do that. I'm the dream killer. Um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm yes. the budget person, and I am also <laughs> responsible <killer>. for for. <laughs> Yes. She, put she, her to sleep she, has, yeah. she has the vision, and I provide the mechanics to bring that vision to life. Right. So I also do a whole lot of publicity um, for not just this show, but for a lot of different shows. Mm-hmm. But but Nancy and I have kind of become a well-old machine, right. and so... Um, you guys team up a lot. We, do, we, do. we, we now we have together. the Brick, Brick, Brooks Lipscomb Productions. Yes. yes. So. So. Nice. They know it works. If it's BLP. Time... BLP, you know it's going to be an awesome sellout show. Anytime yes. that we yes. have a show coming up that we can't figure out a way to make it into the local, like, full-blown article, we always figure out a way to 
somehow they, I don't know what they do if they're panning for gold in the backyard or <laughs> somehow they come up and like, all right, well, we can do this. I'm like, okay, we can definitely make something happen with that. Well, we came then, to you with a three-show deal for this season yeah, because we, you helped us with Shrek mm-hmm. and now it's a wonderful life and you're also helping with Hairspray. So. Well, awesome. Yeah. Hairspray, wait, I didn't. Yes, that yeah, was. I gotta that get you did. to list these things out <laughs> before I sign on. I've got an email. That was a three-show deal. Well, yeah, no, so, yeah. yeah. I've, got, I've got an email somewhere. I keep it casual. <laughs> but I mean, you guys have been great though. About how you keep all, you don't have to write anything down because mm-hmm. you just know it. Yeah, well, they hadn't told me that until right now. Oh, oh I got yeah. emails. Yeah, you'll get it. In fact, we will take a screenshot of said email and post it to the locals' Facebook page. All right, I'll take that. We can do that. But you always work great with this. Y'all guys are great. Yeah. Thank you yeah, for everything you do absolutely. for Sea Act. I appreciate it. We just like getting people off their couches and experiencing something new. So And what's more local than community theater? Uh, you know, oh, yeah. everybody needs some culture. Yes. And we've got some great talent in this area. Yes. I absolutely. mean, look what we did with Les Mis. I mean, it was unbelievable. Awesome. It was unbelievable. And some of that same talent is on this stage. Oh, so. awesome. Now, how big of a cast? 26. Wow, I didn't even realize that. Yep, mm-hmm. we've got everyone from seven years old is the youngest um, uh, to seventy-five. Seventy-five, yeah. So, so yeah. if you're into theater, I think like it's it's pretty easy to find out when the plays are. I think it's harder to find out when the auditions are. We try what, to publish what's the best way. For you know, seac.com, and also to follow the SEAC Facebook page. And you can, from the SEAC Facebook page or from SEAC.com, you can subscribe to our monthly newsletter, The Curtain Call, um, and also request to be, you know, stay up to date through um, periodic email blasts through Constant Contact. And those options are all right there for you on the SEAC Facebook page and at SEAC.com. Now, what about the people that are terrified of auditioning? Like, they're talented. How many of those have you seen that are super talented a lot. and they won't come um, audition? One, for example, is Casey Green. Um, she started in Legally Blonde. Mm-hmm. She was extremely shy. Mm-hmm. And she came the last day of auditions and got up on that stage. And she was like this little mouse would barely open her mouth. Hello? She, exactly. <laughs> and I, I, don't know, I don't know what I saw, but I cast her. She could dance for one thing. Yeah, she could dance. Yeah. And she can't sing, but she was still real mousy. Mm-hmm. But she went through Legally Blonde, which was, there's no place to hide in that show. Absolutely not. And she has been a SEAC faithful ever since then. Mm-hmm. She is loud and proud <laughs> on that is stage. Your, so. uh, what is your best advice to people when they come audition? Like, what should they wear? Like, I always heard that you're supposed to wear all black. Not so that the director can see you like in whatever. Role. We'll not come as a character because that's the only way we see you. Yeah. You know, if you if you, you're auditioning you? for Dorothy and you come dressed as Dorothy, then yeah, we probably might not, a good not idea. see you as something, as something else. else. I was actually Be comfortable. At the Wizard of- Be comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually in the Wizard of Oz. When my daughter was in it and I was in it, so we had to do auditions, and I wanted to be the witch. Well. Typecasting. <laughs> whatever but you go with what you uh, know but there were like a gazillion dorothy's that dressed up exactly like oh, dorothy no. and right. then there was the, there was a girl that dressed up like the witch oh wow came, <gasps> came no way. with the hat and the broom and like that is she that is see, that's that was, what, that, as a director <laughs> if i would see that i would think okay that's a little over the top and i would be real yeah Concerned, I think so. It's hard to you see know? past that, too. You know, I mean, you want to, to, the directors want to see, and the directors are the ones who make the final decisions on sure. all casting. Mm-hmm. 
you know, producers often sit at the table, but the director's the one that's making the decision. And you don't want to limit their vision. They're really, really good. They know what they want far better than mm-hmm. anyone else in the room. Um, so just come comfortable, you know. I think being and, prepared goes a long way. If there's a part that you want, come prepared with that piece. Mm-hmm. Memorize or be real familiar with that mm-hmm. role. And, and let, let the director see some characterization. Meaning, don't you just get up there and recite some lines or read through the script. There's a character there. So if you get on there uh, on the stage and you read for several different parts and you're several different characters, mm-hmm. the director's going to see, okay, this person has the ability to shift into any role. I got gotcha. you. So is that there, is a lot. Is there like a criteria sheet where you just run down and be like, okay, they've got this, they got this, they got this, they got this. They're very malleable. Or they'd be good like on stagecraft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm sure that happens. Like if I showed up and I was like, I want to do this. Uh, Every director casts their show differently. Yeah. And they, they're the ones who come into auditions knowing what it is they're looking for. But it's not just about talent. Sometimes yeah. it's about, okay, I've got these people who are supposed to be a married couple. And I have a really good person who, you know, maybe the age is flexible. You have mm-hmm. to match the characters to each other yeah. you know you can't cast someone you know really young in a role that they're you know supposed to be 45 you know um so which has happened before yeah but you don't want to if you don't have to yeah second know. samuel my husband was 20, 20 23 23 yeah. and i am not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yes. it's kind of strange that he was my husband yeah. but uh so but sometimes it off. happens but also, the directors are going. They they look at how people look together. You know, right? You know, and could could they look like they're married, even if they're not even relatively close to each other's age in real life? You know, um, especially so, if your sons grew up together and you've seen this kid as a twelve year old and a fifteen. That was your husband. Yes, That's icky. Yes, That's so we, have, <laughs> we have people. You're like, in, thanks for the compliment, but I'm completely icked out. Thank you for thinking I look like I'm 30. That's awesome, but you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we pulled it off. What is the play about? Justin's never even seen it. Oh, that's It's about right. Christmas, and then some kid gets picked Actually, up at the end. That's it. <laughs> Roll credits. That's the whole movie. Actually, no, it's no, not. it's not about Christmas at yeah. all. That's the cool thing. It's It's about George Bailey's life. He is a super sensitive guy and and very responsible his um dad dies when he's uh 18 Mm -hmm. 19 years old and um he has to take over the family business um he lets his brother go off to school Mm -hmm. and he goes off to war he stays home and takes care of the family um gosh uh what, what what's next um he falls in love okay um gets married still stays at home he gets his ear now you're hurt. Talking. I like that staying at he, home. He <laughs> saved his brother Harry from falling through the ice. Um, so Harry gets to live his dreams while mm-hmm. George has to stay home. Well, through a series of events, he finds himself in a rather large uh, deficit at his um, banking and loan. Okay. And he figures it would be better off if he was just dead because they would have the insurance money. Okay. So enter Clarence, Angel Second Class, who shows him what life would have been like had he never been born and just how many people's lives he had affected and touched over the way. And it made him grateful 
to be alive and um, and made him realize that he knew that with his family and friends he could get through anything. And he really did have a wonderful life. Look at, look at him <laughs> bringing it home. And, and every time a bell rings, an, an angel, angel gets it. Oh, is that where that's from? Yes. I thought that was from Hook. No. <laughs> that's Tinkerbell. What does that have How to do with it? How old are you? How old are you? On the outside, 33. On the inside, about four. <laughs> I get that. I totally get that. Yeah. So it's really not about Christmas. It's just the fact that the sh- that the the show ends at Christmas time. Yeah. Um. So when he comes in, I he, he all this happens on Christmas Eve, and so when he goes back home to realize he did have a wonderful life, and everyone is there to greet him. I'm not giving away the ending. Don't. Um. Um. It it ends at Christmas time. So okay. that's why it. it's a Christmas. Christmas I kind of already gave up the ending though because he picks up the kid. Game over. Well, it's his. Oh, but that would be the theater. Wait, maybe the. Maybe I know what happens. I've got this figured out. The kid is actually like a cyborg, and he's wrapped, and he picked it up to shake it to see what he thought was in it. Well, you know what? This is a Brooks Lipscomb production, and you will can never, ever, ever tell what's going to happen at the True. end. True. I know that's right. I've <laughs> yeah. been down that road many times. Yeah. I really got to start watching these things before I photograph them because. <laughs> They're you like, did all that photo shoot, and you have no clue what was going on. Exactly. I looked at some screenshots. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. So you saw all these people, and you have no clue. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> if, you know, the cool thing is the show really takes the gamut of emotions okay. because we are dealing with some pretty serious issues. So you've got happy, hungry, sleepy, dopey. And that's a wrong dark. show. Wrong oh. show. Yeah, wrong, wrong show. show. I was but just talking about the emotions. To be serious yeah. for... For, to, but to be serious for a second, suicide, suicide is basically yes. what the play is about. Yes. yes. And Potential we have suicide. had a huge problem here locally right. with Ashford uh, High School and then also Wicksburg. Uh, they were fr- last year they were freshmen. Yeah. They were in my daughter's class. And, uh, and I don't think people talk about it near as much. And no, and that's to. and that's what it's that's what the show opens and closes with is you know is this is what the world would be like without you. Don't ever wish you had never been born mm-hmm. because let me show you what the world would have been like without you. And we don't realize that you know life is like dropping a stone into a pond and the ripples that go mm-hmm. on are are endless and it's hard to think about that um, when when you're despondent so this is a good reminder Mm -hmm. that you know people matter yeah we don't live in bubbles you know we 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 touch each other's lives with Mm -hmm. just being around so with with dealing with the the suicide issue and there's there's issues of the of a young boy getting well he gets beat um, by a friend and it's it's the redemption and the forgiveness that goes along with that and and so this story's got some tough issues oh, yeah. in it mm-hmm. um, there's grief there's alcoholism mm-hmm. you know there's not living your dream yeah like taking one for the family right. team while yeah. you know another sibling gets to go and do whatever taking care of, you know because there are people that have to take care of the family and then other people are living on the other side of the country don't have any family worries and it's absolutely people that you know they don't have any money they're very poor and they're having to get by and be happy with just getting by Mm -hmm. and so there's so much that happens in this show and and yes it does have a great you know a wonderful ending but um you are going to bring some tissue and (laughs) need it i'm glad you warned me i'm not trying to drown in my own tears and (laughs) But you find out that, you know, you really have a wonderful life. No matter what it is that you are living, 
it's worthwhile. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like the message in that whatever you have going on in your life, it's not the end. And you're making so much eye contact right now that I feel like you're trying to <laughs> talk me off a ledge. Well, you did just get engaged. I'm just and, so impressed. And, and, and oddly enough, that is the opening scene of It's a Wonderful Life on stage at the Cultural Arts Center December 7th through nice. 12th. Yep, that's next week. Tickets available at SEAC.com. Are you ready? It's next week. Are we ready? Yeah, we're ready. Of course we're ready. That's now, are tickets still available? Yes, um, we we completely sold out of dinner tickets. Um, this is our traditionally our holiday dinner theater, but we're trying something new this year. We're offer, offering an opportunity um, for um, eighty people a night to come see just the performance. Oh, um, good. Yeah, um, and those are we gonna tickets, watch the other people eat. No, no they will have come in afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> they will have eaten, and you can. And you know what? If you like, you can stand around the lobby and enjoy a cocktail from the bar. I do um, enjoy while that the, while they're while they are finishing yeah. their dinner. Some um, nice mulled wine, I hear, will be on. The absolutely, menu. both red and white mulled nice. wine. Yeah. Um, so yes, uh, show only tickets are still available. Pretty limited seating Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, but there are a few seats those days. Better seating available Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Um, tickets are available at SEAC.com, and they are $18 for adults and $16 for seniors, students, and military with ID. Awesome. Bill's here. Bill, just Bill, do you want to say anything? Henry F. Potter. Come on, Mr. Potter. Tell us what it's like to be mean and crotchety. See, I didn't realize that about this you. This is Bill. <laughs> just another day. <laughs> Now, Bill is uh, Sherry's husband and also a uh, professor. Doctor. It's doctor. It's doctor. He's a voice coach, too, (laughs) evidently. Let me tell you a funny story. Bonnie and I just got back from a trip to New York. Oh, yeah. I forget I get too casual with this microphone business. Bonnie and I were in New York, and somehow we got to talking about, I don't know what it was. I think we were talking about photographs or something with SEAC coming up. She was talking about when you were doing the voice coach stuff for Legally Blonde. Or maybe it was in class, a class that she took at Troy. The, she did take my speech class. Yeah, maybe it was that. And you were I don't remember. going through like warm up stuff, and you kept saying like right, right, right. toy boat and copper cup <laughs> and yada yada yada. So every time we passed a boat, it was a toy boat. Toy boat. And toy boat. Yep. she, we still do that now. Like we're we're we drove from Syracuse, New York, to the Canadian border, Canadian border, and every boat that we passed was a toy boat and i was so mad at you <laughs> the entire time because it was we were, we were warming funny. up our articulators yeah <laughs> at least it wasn't a proper cup of coffee no a prop a proper cup, cup of, of coffee. coffee and a copper coffee cup oh there it is yeah. yeah and here i am with gum in my mouth <laughs> it's okay. that's all right i just had to wind mine up and put it like right Ew. over there so tell, us, tell him bill tell him what it's like being mean and crotchety as mr potter as Mr. Potter, <laughs> Mr. Potter. Uh, if you're familiar with the movie, you know, uh, Lionel Barrymore played Mr. Potter in the film. Um, you can go to lists of movie villains, and Mr. Potter is like number six all time of movie villains. Really? <laughs> he is the, the mean, miserly, Scrooge-like character, except he is never redeemed. He is always mean and nasty. And, the whole and, way through. And, uh, yes. Uh, so he is. Uh, he has this town in his clutches. He wants to run everything and own everything, uh, and he doesn't like some of the immigrants in town. He refers to them as garlic eaters. <laughs> he's he's not a nice guy, and he again he he has want to uh, he has wanted to 
control the the uh, the Bailey Building and Loan, and he has control of the bank and most of the the town. And and George Bailey and his family have been the the one holdout. Uh, so uh, Mr. Potter's a pretty <laughs> pretty evil character, which is a lot of fun to play. Right. Too. I was just going to ask you, what do you prefer to play? Well, I mean, those kind of characters, I mean, are just so colorful and, and you can, you just can have so much kind of delicious fun mm-hmm. with it. And he gets to be nasty to everyone. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's fun to, to, to do that. It always well, my wife says I'm not acting a whole lot. So I don't know. <laughs> it always seems like there's more, um, there's more audience. I don't know. Um, maybe they just, there's like a forum somewhere about that character. This guy is a jerk and that's putting people it nicely. Talk, yeah, yeah, people speak out more about negative stuff than they do positive stuff. You go to a restaurant and everything's great. Right. You don't hear about it. But if somebody comes out and there's like a shoe in their meal, mm. <laughs> it'll be all over every everything. So like, I feel like negative or like bad characters or whatever, evil dudes. Evil dudes. Evil dudes. And, and Bill does a great job as Mr. Potter. And I will probably, you know, this will be going on record as saying I enjoy having Bill Lipscomb in my productions because he's multifaceted. He, he does an excellent job as his characters because he puts the time and the work into it. It's great at showing other actors what you need to do to prepare. Yeah. Plus, if you need some help, like with uh, if an actor needs some help with with diction or mm-hmm. with uh, accent or dialect, yeah. I've got a built-in dialect coach Nothing right wrong here. With okay, that. then throw in a little stage combat; he can help me with that too. So it's a win-win for a director. That's nice. Sure. Yeah. So, Potter is blushing. Leave now. Thank you. That's very nice. <laughs> and, and, you know, I've never told him that, so now it's on record, and the whole world <laughs> no. is going to know, or at least everyone who listens it's to It's a good thing podcast. you got double doors on the front of the building, <laughs> as much as his head swelled you know, up right there. As far as college courses, though, I do feel like people need to have an etiquette class, and I feel like people need to have a diction class. My son is in um, in school at Troy Troy. He hasn't mm-hmm. taken under Dr. Bill here yet, but he has taken a diction class, and he was amazed on how incorrect we all speak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's awful. And you get, uh, it's lazy. It's, you just get comfortable. It's... Yeah, and, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, mm-hmm. in our everyday, casual, informal speech, it's what you know, kind of makes us who we are in different parts of the, the country. Uh, but certainly if, when you're on stage or certainly doing radio or, or in, in other kind mm-hmm. of professional aspects of our lives, it's, it, it's good to be able to clean that up right. and, and try to sound a little more professional. Yeah. And then you can go back to being, you know, yeah. sloppy and casual at home. You know, I always tell that to my students. We're all kind of bilingual in a sense mm-hmm. that around our friends and family, we loosen up and we're very casual and relaxed, but we have to be able to shift into a more you know, professional way. You've got to have that interview uh, persona and then go home and be a hood rat. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, just as, just as you dress, sure. perhaps for an interview or, or for you know whatever your career may be, then you know cleaning up your speech a little bit. I just wear scrubs all the time. So, no, it's, 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 it's a great thing about radio, right? Yeah, it's just easier. <laughs> they're, they're universally yes. accepted. I wear scrubs all the time. Are you kidding? I'm so glad this is audio and not video. Yeah, this is the best. You guys have been amazing. I know you have to go direct. And produce and act. Be nasty. And thank you guys so much for being part of our very first podcast. It's been fun. Thank you. you And remember, it's Wonderful Life. Wonderful Life. Tickets are on sale at cact.com. These are not dinner seats. These are show-only seats. Okay. So bring snacks. 
No, or, don't bring snacks. Don't bring snacks, no. But tickets are available um, now, and the show is from the 7th to the 12th. Next week we open. And in walks Gwynnell Key. Hey. And she's Mary. This is Mary Hey, Bailey. how are you? Oh, I remember you. <laughs> Saw you last week. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. That is episode one. November 30th interview at the Cultural Arts Center with Nancy Brooks, Sherry Lipscomb, and A Wonderful Life. The dates are December 7th through the 12th. Yeah. Now, now that we've heard our first podcast. Yeah, it was... I hope you didn't uh, just rip your phone out of or whatever device you're listening to. This <laughs> I hope it's still intact. Um, we really had no recipe. We were just in there throwing ingredients in a bowl and putting it in a microwave. Yeah. I don't know. A metal bowl. Yeah. It was... There was... Is very conductive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to have more podcasts. Basically, our whole reason for doing this is because we want you to get involved and we hate it when people say there's nothing to do in this town. Yeah. It's been an epidemic since I can remember moving here. And I figured I'd help people break out of their normal thing and uh, I don't know, just learn or find out what their new favorite thing might be. So, if you follow our podcast, fantastic. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram. Absolutely, at Wiregrass Local. And also, you can pick up a copy of The Local. Yeah, check out our website, www.wiregrasslocal.com, and you can find out where all the distribution points are and all that fun stuff. And hopefully, be able to subscribe to this. And now I'm just moving things around the studio for yes. no reason. <laughs> puppeteering other things a cup pick up a copy of the local it's going to tell you everything there is to do in the month of december and if you want to sponsor this show well it's available yeah get after it you can email us at wiregrasslocal at gmail.com and start that conversation up we could even potentially come to you if you want it to sound like what you just listened to actually we'll try and do better we will do better that was the first one i feel like every time you change a tire you're more efficient at it <laughs> I'm Charlene. That's Justin. This is The Local. Thank you.